Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Thank you, Roosevelt. Here's a song coming your way. Nowhere to Run by Martha and the Vandellas. Yes. Hey, you know what I mean? Too much? Now, that was that directly out of Good Morning Vietnam or what? I've got the script sitting right in front of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just looking at my phone and doing other stuff while you were doing all of that. So. All right. I'll do the real intro. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am Dylan Waugh, the sidekick. I am the Eddie Garlic to Ken's Adrian Cronauer. That's right. We're going right back to 1987 and the cast of Good Morning Vietnam because it's the offseason. We're wearing our sunglasses. We're wearing our best Tommy Bahamas. And it's time to talk about the Stanley Cup that has been awarded. And maybe we should talk about Kale McCarr. I heard he's good at hockey, eh? Ken, how are you? Hey, look where I am, man. I'm in Grand Bend, Ontario with Bubba the Magnificent Bastard Wonder Dog. And uh, it's just me and him and uh, we're having a great time. (laughs) Just just two crotchety old dogs having a good time, eh? (laughs) Yeah. For those on the audio version of the podcast, Ken and I both have the sunglasses on. We've got the, the... the the cash shirts going. I I was thinking about moving my stuff into the backyard. It just and it was it just was too much work. And yeah. this whole podcast is all about minimizing work. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. So Eddie Garlic, Adrian Cronauer, those are the 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 main characters of Good Morning Vietnam. Adrian okay. being the uh the lively DJ? radio yeah. DJ. Which I suppose the Robin you. Williams guy. Yeah. yeah, you're the Robin Williams guy here. I am. I am wow. I think absolute boring as vanilla ice cream on a white plate sergeant that follows him around like a little lap dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I figure that that's uh, that that's fair. Okay. So uh, before we get into it, check out KenCampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts with. Ken's Substack subscription. You can get this podcast directly into your inbox. And you can also get Ken's other great writing. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Check us out on YouTube. You can get this episode cut into little segments. So you want to hear something twice? If it's so nice, you got to hear it twice. You can do that. And of course, check us out on the Hockey Podcast Network. So, Ken. I no, I want to I want to start. I want to start with something because I got we got a comment from a guy who was pissed off that we talk about the Montreal Canadians all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you see it? Did you see I it? I did actually. I did. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. I, I so wanted I, to talk about it. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Well, then I won't. I won't bother. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Ian Pollock or something, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, I love your love your podcast. Love this. Love that. But you, it's driving me nuts. You talk about the Canadians all the time. Yeah. Well, they're God's team. What are you? What are you going to do? Like seriously." <laughs> That's what? the intro. That's that's the that's the thing for this is you calling Montreal Canadiens God's team. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I thought was actually very funny about that uh, that podcast or, or sorry that comment is that 
Montreal fans are always complaining about uh, the media talking about the Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The truth is, is that most of uh, Canada's hockey media is based out of Toronto. And so therefore, what do you get the constant stream of information about? Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so that's yeah. and, and whereas I cover the Montreal Canadiens, and so my most constant stream of knowledge, I think that I have a, a decent working knowledge of the rest of the NHL, but definitely, yeah, definitely I I I used to reference them a lot and then I stopped. But since the playoffs, it I mean, they were the last team to go to the Stanley Cup final with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So obviously I'm gonna be talking about that in contrast to this. Right. Yeah, yeah. I I uh yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm partial to the Canadians myself, obviously, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll try to we'll try to be mindful of that. But I doubt, yeah, I doubt we'll do anything about it. So he's not going to like the next segment, which is the the next hour is devoted to Shea Weber, Hall of Fame or not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you know what? It, it is actually something that I know about myself and I do try to make a conscious effort to change. So all joking aside, uh, up yours, pal. So <laughs> shall we talk about the winners first or the losers first? Uh, well, I think you should talk. We should probably talk about the winners first, right? Uh, by all means, let's talk about the winners first. Yeah. Okay. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, I'm just kidding because they're the grand winners having two in a row. Um, Mm -hmm. Colorado Avalanche, uh, they did the thing that other teams have not been able to do, which is when it was up one, nothing for the Tampa Bay lightning. I literally texted a friend and said, well, I guess Tampa's won." Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's what Tampa does in elimination games. They score one goal and then give you bupkis. Which is exactly what, which is exactly what Colorado did in game six, they flipped the script entirely in the third period. It was two, yeah. one, it was two, one. And they, it was keep away. It was, it like, was remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really was. It really, really yeah. was. And I think it showed a level of maturity in this, in this group that, uh, uh, we were waiting to see. And, uh, now they've shown it and they're, they're, you know, they're worthy champions. I mean, they were the better team in this. Series. They were the better team With, without question, without question. They were from start to finish. They were the better team. Uh, they deserve to win the series. Um, even with the controversial too many men on the ice goal and overtime, oh, shut up about this. Uh, yeah. stuff. You know, like I'm not, I'm not, conv- I'm not convinced yeah. Colorado doesn't win that game anyways, even if they call that goal back because yeah. they were absolutely dominating Tampa in that overtime. I think right. Tampa, you know, God love them. They, they just, they just ran out. They just, they were spent, you know, they, the they couldn't, they, they had no, they had no more to give. And, um, <laughs> and, and they just, they, they hit a wall and, and, that, and that's okay. I mean, cause you're playing Colorado who earned their way to the final by, you know, having a really like by really getting there quickly, you know, they went in four, they went in six, they went in four. You know, that's uh, what, 14 games in the first three rounds. That's that, you know, that's amazing. So by the time the final comes, they're a lot more ready to go and they're arrested and they're not as banged up. Although, you know, Nazem Kadri and Valerie Nikushkin were, were, were pretty banged up, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a worthy, a worthy win for the, for the Colorado avalanche. They're full, absolutely full marks for it. Um, no asterisks here, nothing. Uh, this was a, this was a dominant performance from start to finish in the playoffs. Yeah. 
I, I completely agree. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the goaltending for the Colorado Avalanche because, um, of course, you and I went back and forth about I said that Kemper wasn't good enough and you said he doesn't have to be. And I want to, I, I want to redeem my take. And I was right. Shocker. You were. I wanted to redeem my, my take just a little bit and say okay. that the team, the, the, the Colorado Avalanche, for 13 minutes in the third period did not allow a single shot on goal. Yeah. I yeah. did not know that that was an option to simply prevent Tampa from shooting at all. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if yeah. I'd known that that was an option, if I know that Kemper was going to have to face zero shots, then sure, he's good enough. Well, like you said afterwards, it was fun watching the third period. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Is, did he say? But that? you know what? I, I, I mean, yeah, he did. I yeah. did. He did. But I think for through the first three or maybe four games of the series, Kemper actually had better numbers than Vasilevsky. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, they didn't. Tampa didn't didn't crush them in the goaltending category in this series. And so that was, I think, part of the reason why it didn't go their way. They had to, they had to crush, they had to crush Colorado in or, in yeah. in the goaltending department in order to win this series. And they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, to your point, uh, Colorado, like, just the thing that I was thinking about was we talked about last week how uh, Tampa has more Hall of Famers. Prob- probable Hall of Famers on their team than Colorado does. At this point, I would say probably. Who's who are the probable Hall of Famers on on the uh, on the Colorado Avalanche right now? It would be Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. That's probably about it at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably but about the thing it. That I, but the thing that I was also thinking was that, um, yeah, and we both know, and we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame later. That it's really the Hall of Very, Very Good. Right. It's not even it's it's getting to be the hall of not even very, very good. It's getting to be the hall of pretty good or good. Like it, yeah. it's I, I find the standard is, is really is has really started to erode. And I'll have a lot to say about that in in a, in, in a future segment on this podcast. Teaser, like a lot, the future segment. like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. All right. Well, we'll save we'll save a lot of time. For okay. that. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. OK, but what so, I was going to say was that was that Colorado even though they might not have as many future Hall of Famers, they have two superstars, two of the yes. top five players in the league, potentially. Yep. Yep. And I was thinking about that with Tampa, and as good as Braden Point is, as good as maybe maybe um, Kucherov is the only one that falls into the superstar category. Like, they don't have, they've got a, a team of excellent players, but none of them are Kale McCarr's and I mean, Nathan McKinnon kind of had a little bit of a, a down s- series this series, but yeah. a goal and an assist in the last game, he, you know, yeah. he, he showed up when it mattered, but they're just like, they don't have the superstars on the team. The guys that you just say, here's the puck, you know, you're LeBron James, take it. And score. Well, they do have the, they do have a superstar in that they have in that they have the best goalie in the world. So he is he is he is the 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 goaltending equivalent of that. But I get what you say, and they don't have the Kale McCarr because there's 31 other teams in the NHL, well, 30 other teams other than Tampa that don't have Kale McCarr because nobody has Kale McCarr. There's nobody in there's nobody right now in the NHL that does what this guy does. This guy is a is a unicorn right now. He is a unicorn. He's got a Hobie Baker. A Calder Trophy, a Norris Trophy, and a Conn Smythe Trophy, and he's 23 years old. Yeah, this this is this is the kind of thing where 
you know, we're used to seeing once every 50 years or so. This guy, I think, is going to be, well, he's in the, he's already in the conversation of best player in the world. But I think he's he's seriously going to be making a run for it in the next couple of years. And nobody does what this guy does. Nobody. Quinn Hughes doesn't do it. Miro Heiskanen doesn't do it. Victor Hedman doesn't do it. None of these great young defensemen that we're seeing coming up who are who are very, very, very good, none of them can do what Kale McCarr does. Not a single one. I believe he's a premier goal scorer in the NHL. Not a premier goal scoring defenseman. A premier goal scorer in the NHL. And yeah. the things he does nobody else can do like so go, go out try and find that guy try and find that guy try and find I was him ask right you a question now. about kale mccarr okay. i was gonna ask you a question about kale mccarr which is um how would you compare him to in his prime eric carlson better defensively um really I thought that in his prime, Eric Carlson was was very good in his own. Eric, goal. Eric Carlson, Eric Carlson was the, the Eric Carlson's def, best defense was the fact that he had the puck all the time, right? Uh, Doesn't hurt. Uh, yeah, um, uh, m- way better goal scorer, way better goal scorer, more dynamic offensively, um, probably faster, um, uh, just just more. Like Eric Carlson was brilliant, but like. You didn't you didn't see Eric Carlson going one on one against four guys and going in and scoring. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like th- yeah. That's what this guy does. That's what this guy yeah. does. He picks up the puck and he did it in one of the games. He picks up the puck. He goes through the neutral zone and he goes, hey, wait a minute. I've got a seam here. And then the next thing you know, he's in on a great chance. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I just. I haven't seen a defenseman like this since. Like Paul Coffey, even like I'm not even sure Paul Coffey's going to be remembered as is as good as, the, as this guy i mean yeah. you know they're talking about him being as good as bobby Orr. so and it's so and it's legitimate it's legitimate that take a couple weeks ago are it's you legitimate on board with that take it's it's legitimate yeah it's legitimate yeah 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 yeah, yeah i mean i like we we made fun of it but it was more like gotta see him win something before we can start making those comparisons and well now he has check mark check yeah check mark won the con Smythe, won the stanley cup won the norris like he's a heart he's going to be in the heart trophy conversation in future years i i yeah. don't i don't doubt that for a second yeah and, and there's got to be a, there's got to be some years where he's going to be the be the best player in the nhl I mean, and, and to a point that you made uh, a while ago about uh, awards voting and the fact that it takes place in the regular season for the most part, and it makes me it makes me think of that. That had uh, somebody seen what McCarr did in the playoffs, and not even using the playoffs necessarily to um, not even using the playoffs to color their opinion, but rather using the playoffs to go back and go, man, maybe I have not watched enough Kale McCarr and go and watch yeah. some Colorado Avalanche highlights. You yeah, know, he might have gotten a, a lot more love for the uh, for the Hart Trophy. Yeah, yeah, he might have. He was I I had him as I had him on my ballot. I had him yeah. as one of my top five. I did. Yeah. He, was he? A, he wasn't a finalist, but I don't know if he. Well, I think he was. I think I had. I'm. Well, I mean, people can go back and look at it now. It's all public. But yeah. I had Mc. I had Matthews McDavid. Um. Well, I might not. I I had Matthews McDavid. Um, I know Steven Samkos was my fifth. Kale McCarr was my fourth. And I can't remember who, who my third would have been. Um, hmm. 
I can't remember. I can't remember. But yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, you can look, you can look it up. It's all public knowledge now. Everybody's yeah. vote for everything. So yeah, yeah. That's why I laugh. I when when people get upset about the Oscars, I'm like, oh, the, the, NH- the NHL award, awards are more, you know more like you know transparently done and and properly done yeah, yeah. The oscars right like yeah it didn't used to be that way it's only been the last couple of years yeah. and and it was the phwa the writers association that elected to do that like we we actually had a it, we kept going back and forth every year are we going to do it are we not going to do it we finally had a vote and we decided that we are gonna that we were gonna make our votes public because i think i think it's right it keeps us accountable it keeps us on our that. toes there's a word for that you know it's called transparency. Masochism. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't got my votes. I haven't had any, fl- I haven't had any, gotten any flack yet this year for any of my votes. Seriously. So, I feel like you don't excited. go to the grocery store without catching flack. <laughs> <laughs> I get so much flack. My nickname should be Roberta. What? I get so much flack. My nickname should be Roberta. I, Roberta Flack, singer. No. Okay. I'm sorry. No. R&B. No. Okay. I All right. Up. Well, this, yeah, is, no, this is on me. Ken. No. I'm clearly, sorry. clearly, clearly, I, I, I underestimated your overestimated your, um, Ken. Overestimated. I over, I overestimated your yeah. ability to, to, to this recall. This is too grammatical. Uh, this is two, two grammatical corrections I've had to give you in two weeks, Ken. This is that's this terrible. is slipping. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, okay, so Colorado Avalanche. Here's here's my take on the Colorado Avalanche right now. Let's hear it. I I know they have to. They're good at hockey. Either resign. They have to, they either have to resign or replace Nazem Kadri. They have to either resign or replace Darcy Kemper. They have to either resign or replace um, Josh Manson. They have to uh, they have to figure out. You know they have to go to arbitration probably with Arturi Lekkinen. But mm-hmm. to me, the number one, absolute number one order of business for the Colorado Avalanche is to get Nathan McKinnon under a long-term deal. He's got one year left at $6.3 mm-hmm. They can extend him anytime they want. If it were me and I were Joe Sackick, I would make that priority number one. Not Nazem Kadri, not, any, not Darcy Kemper, not, not anybody. I would make Nathan McKinnon number one priority and i would say to nathan mckinnon what i would do is i don't know i don't even know when their stanley cup parade is, is have they had it yet i don't even know no but i don't think they've had it yet what i would do if i were joe sackick is i would wait till the end of the stanley cup parade and i would pull nathan mckinnon aside after the stanley cup parade and go well that was fun wasn't it that was catch a lot of fun a, eh catch him on an emotional yeah. high no seriously seriously yeah. that was a lot of fun eh would you like to try and maybe do this a couple of more times? Yeah. Well, okay. Then if, 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 if you do, then we've got to sit down and we've got to talk and we've got to talk money in term. And I'm not giving you more than Carol, Kale McCarr. I'm not even giving you what I'm giving Kale McCarr because he's better than you, <laughs> you know, and, and, but, but, but Nathan McKinnon has expressed and, and this has come up before his, mm-hmm. like for the longest time, he was the biggest bargain in the NHL at 6.3 million on a long-term deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and he has expressed a number of times that he doesn't really care. He doesn't really yeah. care if he's the highest paid player. I think he wants, I mean, he's shown that he wants to win. Okay. Yeah. So now is the time when you go, okay, we just won. We got a chance to do something really special here with this group, but we're going to need you to play ball with us. So you're not going to get full term and you're not going to get 
you're not getting ten million dollars. Right. But you are going to get a chance. You know, we're we are going to give you Braden Point, Sidney Crosby, money or whatever. You know, and and a chance to win a Stanley Cup every year. And to me, that is priority number one because you've got to keep the core together. I mean, as good as Nazem Kadri is, he's not uh, he's not a, a a core player on that team, in my opinion. You yeah. you you need you know the core players, you know are, <laughs> you know McKinnon, Makar, Landeskog to a lesser extent, Matt Landeskog and Rantanen maybe a Devin Taves, yeah. guys like that. And you and championship teams can keep those cores together. Chicago did it a ton of times. They kept their core players. They kept their best players together. And then they just moved in parts in and out, in and out, in and out. Like if I'm, if I'm Colorado, I ain't giving Valerie Nakushkin big money and big term. I don't care what he did in these playoffs. I do. I do care what he did in these playoffs, but that would be the biggest mistake in my opinion is to overpay Valerie Nakushkin for what he did in these playoffs because he's not that player. He's also like, I mean, he's a guy, yes, who was a stud in these playoffs and was excellent, but he's also a guy who earlier in his career went like 90 games without scoring a single goal. Yeah. You know, he is what he is, right? Yeah. So he's better than the the 90 games and he's not as good as. as, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and you know what guys like that, you have to view them as being replaceable. You want them. Yeah, sure. You want them there. You want to have them. You want them in your organization. You want to keep them if you can. But if somebody's willing to Barkley Goodrow, Valerie Nakushkin, then you say, okay, that's good. Go get your money. You got your cup. Go get your money. See you later. Thanks a lot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is not a Habs reference. This is a Philadelphia Flyers reference. Okay. When Dale Weiss was on the Montreal Canadiens. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. No, but you know, it's there's there's time and time again, and your point of Barkley Goodrow, Dale Weiss is another one. Guys that overperform what they truly are in the playoffs, and nobody's saying that Valerie Nakushkin's bad. Barkley Goodrow is a good player. Dale Weiss is a good player, but they they got themselves an incredible contract because yep. of a, a one good playoffs run or something like that, and and chances are they will never have even the opportunity to make that kind of impact on a team because Barkley Goodrow was on the third line in Tampa. Yeah. He wasn't, he, he wasn't relied upon to be the guy to your point about Phil, um, not Phil Kessel, pardon me. <laughs> the other guy that was on the lease at the time, Nazem Kadri, to your point about Nazem <laughs> Kadri, you, you know, you've heard me say it before. I always ask when I, when I look at a team and I think about, you know, them winning a Stanley cup, I always say, who's their Nick Benino. Yeah. Who's their yeah. who's their second slash third line center that, you know, can still pot 30 goals in a year. And, and I always think about Nick Benino. But the one thing that I really, really, really wanted to get at, because this is this is a take that that you made that just aged like fine wine. And you can go back on this podcast and listen to it or just take my word for it. You said Arturi Lekkonen might have the most impact of any player moved on trade deadline day. Yay for me. (laughs) Give yourself a a pat on the back. Kenny, you get a gold star. But the the, the honest truth is Lekkonen scored the Stanley Cup clinching goal. He did. 
Lekkonen scored. Was it the the conference final clinching goal? He did. He did. And just like he did last the year. Conference just like he did last final year. clinching goal last year for the Montreal yeah. Canadiens. Yes. There needs, yes. This is a guy that's that scores like seven goals a year. There needs to be that um the Doseke's guy, right? The the most yeah yeah yeah, man yeah, the world. yeah Like Arturo I don't Lekanen, score often. I do not. I don't score, score often. Goals. Yeah, but, but when, when I do, I, do, I clinch playoff series. But, but when I do, they're massive. Yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah, um, yeah. And and and, he, and his dad's awesome. His dad is awesome. Yeah, you've told me that before. Arturi, like, and his dad. His name is Ismo, and he's a, he's actually a coach in Finland, and yeah. he does some TV. And yeah. I'm sure he was at the final this year. This is the first final he I was. haven't been at since 2003. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had beers with Ismo lots of times, yeah. and he's like the greatest guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like, and Lekkonen seems like such a great, such a great guy too. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah the apple but, does not fall far from the tree. Fins you know, are the great. Thing, Fins are was, great. Fins are Fins are like the the most non like they're the most non confrontational, low maintenance <laughs> like people you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. I love I love Finnish people. I love Swedish people. Love them. The thing about uh, don't let either Swedish or Finnish people hear you say that about the other, you know. But the thing that yeah. I thought was so funny was on Lekkonen's one of Lekkonen's goals where he's streaking up the wing. Somebody on Twitter and, and it got a lot of play and a lot of stuff. He's saying like, "Oh, he didn't do any forwards crossovers. His skating technique's weak." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Who cares? Yeah, he's yeah. there. He's yeah. fast." You can, you, you know what I mean? Like, this is what, what drives me crazy is when you see these skills coaches and goalie coaches do it too, uh, and they go on Instagram and they, they show off these incredible, and it's like, well, why don't you do that when somebody's trying to murder you? How's that? Because that's what hockey is. <laughs> hockey, hockey is performing a ballet yeah, yeah, yeah. while five guys with sticks try to murder you. And that's what's so beautiful about, yeah. about this, this incredible sport, the best sport in the world that you love and I love. And probably yeah. if you're taking the time to listen to this podcast, you'll love it too. Um, but it, it, it just, Lekkonen had himself a series uh, just for the ages. It, it really yeah. was, uh, you know, for all the talk of Nichushkin and, and your take about, uh, you know, Lekkonen being the steal of, of, of free agency, uh, or sorry, of, of um, the trade deadline. Now, I want to I want to put together my conspiracy theory board. You know, with like the threads and the you know like the, yeah, the yeah. you know the grassy knoll and the whole thing, right? Uh, there was a second shooter kind of conspiracy theory. Here we go. I write for HabsEyesOnThePrize dot com, as you know. Okay. Yeah. The fellow that that basically did mostly my job before me was the stats guy for HabsEyesOnThePrize.com maybe about five or six years ago. He got hired by the Colorado Avalanche as their stats guy. And then the analytics darling of the Montreal Canadiens gets picked up at the trade deadline by the same team that hires the guy who hired the guy, right? Mine. Mind blown. No, but isn't that just an interesting little little string of you, you gotta think he had something to do with it. Oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's yeah. the point of having yeah. an analytics guy if he doesn't weigh in on those decisions, right? Exactly. Well <laughs> you stay in sometimes your nerd they, room. Sometimes they do and they don't get listened to. Yeah, they but, get fired yeah. in the case of uh yeah. Mike uh, yeah. Matt Pfeffer. But um you got yourself a little little dog there, Bubba, weekend. Yeah, it's it's Bubba the magnificent bastard wonder dog. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so do you have much Fair. more to say about okay. the Colorado Avalanche? I mean, obviously they they have the makings of a dynasty team. They do, they uh, do, they do. You know. They do, but they've got it. I think they've, like I said, I think that priority number one is getting Nathan McKinnon 
under contract and finishing his career as a Colorado Avalanche. Priority number two, if I'm them, is I turn around and I say, here's a Chicago Blackhawks reference. See, I know other teams that aren't Montreal Canadiens. Is I say, well, we won our, we won our cup with Antti Niemi. Now, where's our Corey Crawford? Yeah. Yeah. Who's getting us two more? Because let's like let's just be honest with ourselves here. And look, take take nothing away. He made a great clutch save on Kucherov in the third period. Um, a beautiful butterfly slide that he has let pucks go through five hole doing that exact same move, and it's not looked pretty. And he made the save in the third period right when it counted. So, you know, cr- credit where credit is due, but I, I'm not hitching my horse to that wagon. Twice. Yeah, but you know what? Every nobody was hitching their horse to that wagon this year. It was like, including you, who's saying, "Oh, they got to go out and get Carey Price. They got to go out and get this guy. They got to go back get Mark Andre Fleury. They got to go get this guy. They got to go get this guy." Well, they didn't go get that guy, and they won. Why would you? Why? Why do you think they can't come back with this guy? If this guy, if Darcy Kemper is willing to play on a reasonable yeah. deal for reasonable money and reasonable term, yeah. I bring him back. I bring him back. Because For again, the record, I did not say Carey Price or Mark Andre Fleury. Okay, well, okay, some other people were, but anyway, no, but, but I didn't. I, the thing was that I didn't have a solution though, and I fully yeah. admitted I didn't have a solution. I said this yeah. is not the goalie that I would want, but I don't know who is available, and you can go and get for that playoff run. So right, I did not right. have the solution, right? right. And I'm, I'm like, I'm fully admitting that. Like I don't over, have a solution for this offseason either, right? But to overpay in terms of term and money for yeah. Darcy Kemper, no, yeah. No, 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 no. You can find a replacement pretty easily. You can you yeah. can probably find one fairly easily. How much um, does Jack it, Campbell want for a chance at a cup? Yeah. I take him yeah. over Darcy Kemper every day of the week. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, just okay. just just food for thought, but uh but yeah, I if I'm if I'm them, I'm turning around and I'm looking at the Chicago Blackhawks as obviously, you know, they have been in the salary cap era kind of the reference team that we always go back to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, they won one with Anthony Niemi, and they did not just turn around and say, well, let's run it back with Anthony Niemi. Right, right, right. So. But it was Anthony Niemi. Like, it was Anthony Niemi. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk, about, let's talk about Tampa. Let's talk about Tampa. Can I tell you what I loved about the Tampa Bay Lightning? And, and a lot of people on Twitter hated it, but I loved it so much. What? They threw the biggest hissy fit. They acted like they've never won a cup before. They acted like the whole world was out to get them. And that level of, of self-delusion is what winners, it, what, it's what it takes to be a winner. Well, it's funny. My, my buddy Ryan Kennedy at the Hockey News, who I used to work with, with whom yeah. I used to work, he, he always said sports is about people lying to themselves all it the is? time. You know, and it is. It really is. And I, I assume you're talking about the too many men. Call is that the one you're talking I'm about? I'm talking or? about the too many men. I'm talking about the cross checks. I'm talking about yeah. uh, breaking the sticks. I'm talking about Kucherov throwing his gloves at the equipment manager. I'm talking about all of it. Yeah, yeah. I, with the with the uh, with the too many men call, I really, really think, and I, I could be wrong, and maybe John Cooper will tell me this later in the in the uh, summer because we're such good pals. Um, but I, I think when he did that that night, I think it was to take the heat off his team. I really yeah, do. I think I, it was, I think, you're right. I, I think it was to take the heat. I think that was very calculated. Yeah. And, and I think he wanted to take the heat off his team because go back and watch that, that overtime. Like, mm-hmm. like you might as well, like they might as well have been playing sweet Georgia Brown over the, over the, the, the loudspeakers while that thing was going on because Colorado had the puck the whole time. They were dominant. I, 
that was the most disappointing overtime for me. I was so excited that it was overtime. My yeah. wife was tired. She went to bed. I went and I, I, I put dishes in the dishwasher and then I cracked open one of those non-alcoholic Heinekens that are actually pretty, pretty good. And I poured myself a bowl of chips and I sat down on the couch and then I saw this game has ended. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I go back yeah. and watch it. I was so excited to just settle in for like some see. That's one of those ones where he, that's, fight, right? See, like, like I remember, like back in the early two thousands, it would go like to triple overtime, and you'd you'd like you'd seriously consider sticking a set of knitting needles into your eyelid eyeballs instead of watching it because it was yeah. terrible. But yeah. this was one where you'd want it to go triple overtime. You oh, wanted to see so this. Yeah, for it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I so was ready is. for it. I was ready for a long night, but uh, you know, say la vie. But anyways, my point is, is that I really liked um, that passion that Tampa showed, and and I think that I think that's you know, like you know, what do we want, right? Like, what do we want out of our professional athletes? We're always we're always changing, yeah, yeah. changing the yeah. the finish line. Yeah. We're always saying, yeah. oh, they don't care enough about winning. And then when they lose, it's like, oh, they're sore losers. And then when they, you know what I mean? It's like, come yeah, on, yeah, guys, piss yeah. off. Let's, yeah, I have no problem. I, have I no like problem. the fact that a team of winners lost and threw an absolute hissy fit about it because they're coming back next year and they want to win. Yep. I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think, I don't think they're going anywhere in terms of being a serious Stanley Cup contender. I just yeah. wonder if it gets to the point where, you know, the, the, the heart is willing, but the body is unable. I'm wondering if we're not getting to that point with this team, um, because they're going to break down. They're going to continue to break down because they play so broken and and, and, yeah. And they played long playoff runs. They play, they play a real heavy style. You know, it's, it's injuries. I think are always like, like they're always going to be an issue with this team. And now the way he has them blocking shots, like, yeah. you know, I mean, I could see Anthony Sorelli breaking his hand and, you know, somebody oh. breaking their foot or whatever. Yeah, so I, I, I think, I think Tampa's, I don't think Tampa's going anywhere in terms of being a contender. I don't know if they're going to win another cup. I'm not sure they will. Yeah. Um, but as Ken Holland has often said, as you've just got to put yourself into that group, yeah. into that group of say Four six to eight, so. six yeah. to eight, teams that legitimately like legitimately have a shot at winning the Stanley cup. And that's yeah. all you can hope for. And then it just becomes battle of attrition, luck, uh, hot streaks, um, you know, all these other things yeah. and yeah. you put it together or you don't yeah. and either, and then you win or you don't, but yeah. you have to be one of those teams. That's, that's got that, that's got that legitimate w- chance to win. And I, I think Tampa is going to have that with or without Andre Palat. Uh, yeah. who's going to be a res- unrestricted free agent. Um, they've still got a lot of their, you know, their core tied up and they're, 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 like I said, they're not going anywhere. I just wonder if they're not going to become one of those teams that I, I think the way they manage the regular season and they've done it very, very well is going to be key. Like, yeah. I, like I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to care if they finish third or fourth in the division. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's all about that two months, and so yeah. how they manage that, I think, will be very very interesting. Um, but they're not going anywhere. They're they're a contender without question. So two thoughts about the same guy, the same guy's guy. Um, we now know whose streak is more uh, 
is more prevalent. Pat Maroons or Corey Perry's. Corey Perry's yep. three times finishing second is now <laughs> intact, whereas Pat Maroons, you know, done at, at uh, done after three times of finishing first. Yeah. But can I say, and and to that uh, thing about kind of lying to yourself and all the rest of that with sports and stuff, Pat Maroon talking about how this was a particularly difficult loss because of what people played through. This yeah. is particularly difficult because of what people played through. The hell do you know about difficult losses? <laughs> three cups on two teams in three years. Oh, man. It's like that time that I never went to the Stanley Cup final before. Oh, wait. No, I did. And then I won. Oh, wait. That wasn't a difficult loss, was it? Okay. The other time I yeah. went to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, but I won that time, too. Oh, the <laughs> third time I went to the Stanley. Oh, shoot. That was a win. Damn it. <laughs> He's, going... He's like, well, and this plus, one, and plus, this I don't... particularly difficult. I'm like. Yeah. But I love that. I love the fact that he's acting like he's never won a cup before. Yeah. He's yeah. never done it. They're staying hungry. They're staying hungry. They Pat wanted Maroon to win it. Noted for... loser. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I I mean, you know, I mean I I don't I don't really put a lot of stock into that whole we were this injured, we were that injured. By the time you get there, everybody's Oh no, Tampa was everybody's by every, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they by were. But but every yeah. but 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 you go to but the final, you go to the final and half your string, half your team is being yep. kept together with, you know, the elastic and chewing string gum. and, and chewing yeah. gum and wires. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, yeah. So yeah. Wham, wham. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, like, I, like I completely agree with you. Tampa was way more banged up partially because of the three long playoff runs, partially because they actually had to battle through this playoffs. Whereas Colorado just sort of waltzed through. Yep. Right. Speaking yep. of sweet George Brown. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, like I really actually just I, I thought it was it was almost profound how hungry they were. It was as if they never had a meal before in their lives at, yeah. to, to win this cup. And uh, and they they just came short. And, and you know, this goes to the same thing. Some, something that I've always appreciated about about your writing, Ken. Check out Ken Something that I've always appreciated about your writing is that you don't latch on to the the same tired old narratives that I see so many sports writers um, will resort to, which is oh, like, thanks. oh, they wanted it more. Oh, they just didn't. I've never they, used, I've I, never used that in my life. I've never well, used that yeah, in my I life. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it just, and, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Because if you don't want it, then what are you doing there? They want it just as much. And well, but yeah, I mean, you're right. You could argue that Tampa wanted it more. They may have. Honest. They may have. They may have. Yeah. Yeah. You they, could probably they argue were that. They their yeah. bodies on the line like crazy. Like you could argue that. But my point yes. is, is that yes. it, it, they just they just ran into a team that was uh, their superior. It was the Absolutely. more evolved yeah. version of the Tampa Bay Lightning in everywhere yeah. but net. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it, but I I loved it. The, th- the other thing that I loved, uh, Corey Perry in the water bottle. <laughs> Did you see Kemper's water bottle? No. Corey Perry's up against the net after the play. Kemper's left the net or whatever. Corey Perry just casually pulls the water bottle out of the little holster, puts it on the net, and then as he's sort of turning to skate away, knocks it off the net on his way out. Nice. Just knocks it to the ice. Nice. Corey Perry (laughs) used to be so dangerous and so, like, he was not likable because he was so dangerous with the headshots and all the rest of it, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I remember last year, at one point, he did something to a goaltender, and the goalie 
literally found it so funny. He was laughing and you could see him on TV <laughs> laughing and, Corey, and you could see Corey Perry just doing this like, yeah, well, you know, I tried to get on your skin, but you know, it is what it is kind of thing. And, and Corey Perry is, is low key becoming one of the more fun players in the NHL to watch in his older age. It's, he is. Really yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. And, and I think he's got more, I think he's like rehabilitated his image in a lot of ways. You know, now yeah, he's yeah. the guy that now he's the guy that everybody's kind of rooting for instead of just, you know, out and out hating completely. Yeah. So yeah, 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 I get it. He's, he's definitely become less prick, more, you know, just yeah. lovable old yeah. curmudgeon. Kind yeah, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that water bottle was just like, I just, I just love it. I love guys. And I've, I've even seen play about that saying that, oh, it's stupid. It's dirty. It's this, it's that. And I'm like, just get under the guy's skin. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, uh, you know, Sean Avery swinging the stick in front of Marty Brodeur. Right. You remember that? The, the stick. Is yeah. But Marty you know Brodeur. what? To me, to me, to me, Sean Avery, like, Corey Perry, when he does it, he doesn't make it about himself. Sean Sean Avery made it about himself. No, I don't like Sean Avery. I'm and, not and I don't. I, like I had Avery. no time. I had no time for Sean Avery as a player. I agree. Uh, and there, there are a lot of guys kind of like that that I don't have a lot of time for because yeah. when they do it, they're not doing it to throw off their opponent. Well, they kind of are, but they're yeah. they're making it about themselves. Corey Perry has never yeah. made it about himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. 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 Well, my point about the swing of the stick, I, I agree with you in general terms about Sean Avery, but my point is, is that it was a completely non-dangerous play that completely yeah. threw yeah. off the best goalie in the game at the time. And 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 so you've yeah. got to respect that thinking. Yeah. For all of the yeah. nonsense that he did, you've got to respect that that thinking. It was it was really something that was so funny. Oh, man, <laughs> Broder was pissed off. <laughs> um, he was. So do you want to go on to the uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame or do you want to do you want to finish up on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Do you have any closing closing remarks? Closing remarks. Best final I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it was a good final. Best final yeah. we've had in a while. Maybe the best final since the I was trying to think about it. And, I, and the only one that I can come to mind is the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the San Jose Sharks. I thought this one was better. I thought this yeah, one but was that was better. the best. That was the last time that I actually was like, yeah, 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 okay, the air, yeah, actually, yeah, okay, yeah. Who's gonna win? How are they gonna yeah. win? Stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Where, yeah. whereas, like last year, you know, all due respect to Montreal, you know, the year before that, all due respect to Dallas, you know, year before that, uh, who Boston, did we have? Saint Louis, Boston, Boston St. Louis. Louis. I guess that that was. A, a toss up as to who would win, but at the same time, it wasn't the most exciting style of. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. And we yeah. talk about Hall of Famers. I mean, St. Louis won the Stanley Cup, and they, I, I believe, like they have, they won't have any Hall of Famers on that team. Maybe Ryan O'Reilly. Maybe. No, you know, Maybe. who might be a Hall of Famer on that team, as Don Cherry Ooh. used to call him, Peter Angelo. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Petra I, Angelo. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't see it, but yeah, it's a good I, I think. To I say, think. It, Who's I think if anybody's a Hall of Famer, I think if anybody's a Hall of Famer on that team, it's it might be Ryan O'Reilly, but I'm not even yeah. sure he gets in. But anyways, let's talk about the Hall of Fame that said that uh, O'Reilly's probably going to age very horribly and very quickly soon. So, um, take that for what that's you in, will. that's interesting because guys like that usually, you know, they usually get more steely resolve with the, with age. It'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah, it will be interesting to see how he how he ages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was a, I, I tend to think of the, the fellow that I was talking to who who I won't name drop, but I tend to think of him as a fairly smart fellow. So, you know, there you go. 
The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major, all the, the action. Okay. Three, two, one. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I'd say that that's a good enough segue to to let's talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame and the inductees this year. Uh, I almost said Finland. Sweden got a hat trick with the Sedin twins, Daniel Alfredson. We got Roberto Luongo. Uh, Salonen is in. And Herb Carnegie Carnegie gets his due. Yeah. 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 So you said you've got a lot to say. Let's hear it. Well... It's interesting because every year I be the judge of that. Well, th- this is, what's interesting about this class is there's four guys in this class and not a single one of them won a Stanley cup. <laughs> there's zero cups before uh, it has happened only twice. Yeah. Once in 2000 and either nine or 10 when uh, Valerie Harlamov and Dino, uh, no Dino Cicerelli got in one year and he was the only one. And then the other year was Valerie Harlamov and Cam Neely were the only two players inducted. So really there was only one guy who could have won a Stanley cup who got, who, who, uh, who was, you know, in, put in the hall of fame. Like there's never been a, a class this big where nobody's won a Stanley cup mm-hmm. in 68 years up to now. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Stanley cups are not everything. And it, and it really is the hockey hall of fame for individual achievements. And the Stanley cup is a team team achievement, but, I don't know. I, I think it's a talking point. I, 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 you know, I mean, Daniel Albertson watched him play throughout his whole career. Really yeah. good player. Really good yeah. player. Like yeah. really good player. Yeah. Hall of Fame player? No, not really. Like I, like to me, how do you, you know? And and this is where it gets. This is where it gets really, um convoluted because then you start going okay well if he's in this guy should be in if this guy's in this guy should be in well you you can't do that you can't you can't do it because like how how can you say that rod brindamore pavel burray keith kachuk jeremy roenick tom barrasso like how are those guys not in and daniel alfredson is like it doesn't make any sense right so so I've gotten away from that. And yeah. for me, the, 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 the biggest problem is the selection process. Yeah. Right. It's the selection process. Like, can you imagine the legacies 
of these great players who worked so hard over the course of their careers, mm-hmm. the, their legacies are going to be decided by 18 people who get together for one day and yeah. hash it out over yeah. s- sandwiches and donuts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and this group has no transparency, no accountability, nothing. None of them ever gets to say why they voted for this guy or this woman and why they didn't vote for this guy or this woman. In fact, they, they can't. They've got yeah. to keep it all secret. It's yeah. 18 people. Yeah. 18 people are deciding this. And we just think it's okay. Yeah. It's not. It's not okay in on any way, in any way, shape, or form. It's not okay. Yeah. Like, and to me, to me, the hockey hall of fame is a public trust. I know they're their own thing and they can do what they want. I get yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. But they're also a public trust. It's also a public trust. And, and it, it, it's, it's the guardian of, of the measures of greatness for all of us people that follow the sport. Right. Right. So I think they have a duty. I think they have a duty and, and I think they're falling hugely short in that duty. I think it's ridiculous. It's a, it's, it's very much an old boys network. There are some women on the, on this hall of fame selection committee. There's at least one. I think Cassie Campbell's on it. Um, you know, but it's it's not good enough. It's not good Are enough. Are saying that they're taking a duty on their duty? That's what they're doing. Exactly. It's it's not good enough. It's just not good enough, Dylan. And yeah, there's got It's got to be a bigger. It's got to be a bigger group. It's got to be a more diverse group. There's got to be more voters. Um, and and it's 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 you know I mean this year like with the awards I remember that somebody highlighted an award that somebody that's uh, an awards ballot somebody had that had Kirill Kaprizov as their number one guy for the Hart Trophy and didn't have either McDavid or uh, Matthews on their ballot I can't remember and it was like oh this is a joke this is why NHL voting and the NHL awards are a joke no it's not. No, it's this not. They're not a joke. More than ten voters. Exactly. It's not yeah. a joke because this guy's an outlier, and you know we have enough people voting. You know, there's yeah. well over a hundred who vote, I think. Yeah. And that that's going to be an outlier, and it's not going to affect the process. And we're going to get it right most of the time. We don't yeah. always get it right. I mean, one year we had one year Alex Ovechkin got elected as a first team All Star at right wing and left wing, and that was a massive screw up. But for the most yeah. part. I think the writers get it right. And most people would agree that Matthews was the heart winner this year. Mm-hmm. That most mm-hmm. people are probably okay yep. with that aside from, you know, their the legitimate argument for McDavid, but I think yep. most people are yep. okay with Matthews as being yep. um the heart winner. I think that most people are okay with McCarr being the Norris winner. Yeah. You know, I think uh, um it's yeah. I I I I like I I agree with you. I almost wonder like if there was some sort of a situation of almost like a uh, almost like a state's voting thing where it's sort of like the professional hockey writers association puts forward their candidates and they get like, you know, their vote of three people that they want in and you know what I mean? Or, or yay or nay yeah. on X people. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. The broadcasters, yay or nay on X people. And then the general managers, yay or nay on X people and the alumni association, yay or nay on X people. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I agree with you. It's, their, their legacies are being decided here. And I mean, and this is the unfortunate thing is that I've long since stopped caring about who is a Hall of Famer and who's not. You you could tell me that player X is a Hall of Famer and I'd just say, 
okay. You know, yeah. or maybe yeah. they're not. Like, it's just, I've, I've long since stopped caring about it. I, I kind of, like, you know, I get excited when they get in, inducted, especially if it's a player that I loved. Like, Luongo is a great example of a player that, you know, a goalie with a sense of humor. Gee, why wouldn't I like him? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. But, but in terms, but in, in the more broad strokes, it's just, it just, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Like it really doesn't. That's and that's so- that's too bad because it means a lot to me and I'm really passionate about it and I don't like it. I just I, I'm really like Yeah. This is wrong. This is wrong that that, that this 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 continues this continues this way. It's just wrong. And it's not yeah. gonna change because hockey, because yeah. NHL, because hockey hall of fame. You know, I mean, yeah. they seem to think that this is okay. This is just, yeah. this is okay. They seem to think that it's okay to decide 40 years after Rogie Vashon's career is over that he's a Hall of Famer. They seem right. to think it's okay that putting Gary Bettman in the Hall of Fame while he's still commissioner of the NHL oh, is, a, is an A-OK thing that. to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that that's not, it's not right. It's not right. Yeah. And and I, I will rail against this forever. Yeah. Because it's, it's just, it's not fair and it's not right. In the hall it's not fair to the people there. that, yeah, it's not fair to, it's not fair to Pavel Burry. It's not fair to Alexander McGillney. It's not fair to Rod Brindamore. It's not fair to, you know, a bunch of other guys, Tom Barrasso, you yeah. know, I, it's not fair to those guys yeah. that, that their, that their legacy is being defined by 18 people who get together for one day. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, like, if you think about any sort of transparent system, right, you look at our legal system and our and our jury system, the jury normally in their jury statement says why they've made, yeah. they've come to their decision. They don't just say, bah, yeah, we just had a feeling, you know? Yeah, we don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't like his face. You know, yeah, no, they and, no, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's 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 incredible so the if amount they were of- to do that debate and then say, here is why we, you know, chose this person and then also considered and why we didn't, yeah, and yeah. it just, I, it, I, I, I agree with you, and and you know, to the point about the cups, uh, yes, it's a team sport, hockey is a team sport, perhaps more than any of, of the other, well, football. But I guess a quarterback has a very outmoded influence on the sport, on, on the yeah. on the game. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, hockey is a team sport that is, you know, to the extent of what a team sport is, right? One person can never win a Stanley Cup, period. Wayne Gretzky never won a Stanley Cup. Right. Right? Wayne Gretzky's right. Oilers won a Stanley Cup. Several. So, but I think that there's an argument to be made there for the, for the whole um, having won a Stanley Cup thing. I really do. I, I and this kind of flies in the face of most of my opinions, but yeah. I just think that you know if if we want it to be the Hall of Fame and not just the Hall of Very Good, that is it. Basically, should be like if you didn't win a Stanley Cup, you have to be the best in everything right. else. Right, you have you to know? be Marcel Dion. You have to be Marcel Dion, or you have to be yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you could yeah. argue that Roberto Luongo, for a period of of at least a few years, was one of the best, if not the best goaltender in the yep. NHL. And yep. therefore maybe you overlook the cup thing. 
Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you can make that argument. You can't. Like you would have over. You would have overlooked it with Ray Bork. You would have overlooked it with Ray Bork if you hadn't won that one. Of course, you know, at the of end course. of his career, that sort of thing. Right. You would have overlooked that for sure. Yeah, you know, but but there's got to be some sort of a barrier to entry here, right? And so, do you overlook it with Daniel Alfredson? Daniel Alfredson was the fourth best Swede in the NHL at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, never mind. Yeah. Everything yeah. else, right? Like, you know, he's definitely behind Sundin and the Sedin twins. There's no two ways about it in my in, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So yeah. I I like Daniel Alvarez. And look, I think that he is he's a heck of a player. Uh, the thing that always surprised me about Daniel Alfredson that I always sort of like forgot. And then when I'd watch him in the playoffs, I'd go, oh, yeah, he can be incredibly physical when he wants to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's a great yeah. player. I'm, I, but there's so many great players. I've got news for you. It's the NHL. John Scott was a great player. <laughs> if John Scott showed up to your beer league, no one would have a chance. <laughs> if Chris Nyland showed up to your beer league today, today, no one would have a chance. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's the NHL yeah. for crying out loud. Let's have a standard here. And so, yeah, I, I mean, the cup's not the only thing, but it, it is something. And to turn around it, it, and say that, oh, it's a team sport, so cup shouldn't mean anything, shut up. What are you well, doing so, playing hockey? Ask Austin Matthews how happy he is winning the yeah. Hart Trophy and, and being eliminated in the first round like a chump. Like well, somebody, some, yeah. chump. Somebody, somebody said that yesterday about, you know, cups are, cup, cup, cup wins are overrated. And yeah. I was like, really? Really? They are? Really? Like they're overrated. Like they're not everything, but they are a thing. They're not everything, but they are a thing. They're a thing. They're definitely a thing. It's so funny. I was just talking to somebody today who's up here um, uh, for for his son to do training here. They're from New York and his son's training here in the off season. And uh, I was talking to him and, and I told him that I'm from Scarborough. And he says, oh, did you play a lot of road hockey growing up? Right. And I just thought that was hilarious that like Scarborough is like immediately associated with road hockey because, you know, yeah, yeah. About Wayne's yeah, World yeah. and all the rest of it. And I said, yeah, I did play a lot of road hockey growing up. And no kid that I knew playing in road hockey scored a goal. I was normally goalie, obviously scored a goal on me, lifted his hands in the air and said, and he wins the scoring title, but isn't going to the playoffs. <laughs> like no kid did that. They won the yeah. Stanley Cup. They won and the Stanley Cup. Over time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nobody won the scoring title in road hockey. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. You won the Stanley Cup. So, well, anyways, there there we go. I got excited. (laughs) I thought I had had little to say on the subject. It turns out I was lying to myself as much as anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we got that figured out. So, yes, we have solved the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yep. You're welcome, world. Batman listening. Cup, Memorial Cup final tonight. Memorial Cup final. I've not been following it at all because I've just Hamilton so Bulldogs much. against the St. John Ice Sea Dogs. St. John Sea Dogs. Yeah, yeah. St. John is in there as the host team, which I hate. Right. Um, they lost, I think, in the first round of the Quebec Major Junior League playoffs. Had yeah. 39 days off before the the uh, the tournament started. And yeah. the other guys all had to fight their way into it. The other guys had to fight their way into it. Yeah. And now they might win the Memorial Cup unless Hamilton, the Hamilton Bulldogs can continue their magic magical season this year. They've been amazing. Uh, they really they really were slow out of the gate in uh, in the Memorial Cup. I think they lost the first two games. They beat Edmonton to to get into the playoffs. 
Then they beat uh, Shawinigan in overtime last last night or two nights ago, and now they're yeah. now they're playing for Memorial Cup. So, um, Wait, are you it'll be issues with Canada's Junior Hockey Association and the way that we run junior hockey. Well, there's none that I can think of. Yeah, really, eh? Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> go to social media. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't like, I don't like the fact that a team, because they won a bid to get the Memorial Cup, yeah. can be, can be thrust into it after losing in the first round of the playoffs. It's happened yeah. before. It happened. I think Ottawa did it once, and somebody else did it once. They beat London. What if you just throw London. the first round of the playoffs and just and just train up for the Memorial Cup? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, we're there anyways. Change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's not break a sweat here, boys. Let's go yeah, out in four. Uh, I'll be healthy, and uh, yeah, we'll exactly. see you all in the weight room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they all so show anyways. up looking like specimens of a man, and you know. So, anyways, the Hamilton Bulldogs are are going to fight to. Keep the integrity of the Memorial Cup intact tonight, in my opinion. <laughs> no, no pressure. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, I actually noticed just as we were about to go live, you, you shot out a tweet about, and this is a bit of a heavier subject, but I, I don't think that we need a true content warning because I don't think that we're going too far into it. You threw out a tweet about um, fallout from the uh, case ongoing against the members of team Canada. And of course the, the association therewith. And I just wanted to know uh, your updates on that evolving situation and what you've heard. Well, uh, the, the, the interesting thing is, is, is the Canadian heritage standing committee is going to be meeting on July 26th and 27th. Uh, They are going to subpoena people. They are going to subpoena David Branch. They are going to subpoena Ron Robinson, the WHL commissioner. They're going to subpoena Joe Courteau, the Quebec Hockey League commissioner. They're going to subpoena um, people from the third party that did the investigation. Um, and these people will all be under oath. They want the NDA. They want They want to see the NDA. They've requested it. They've requested a bunch of information. So it'll be really interesting to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. I think this could shake the foundations of the hockey culture in Canada. I, I'm not sure that there are some people who are not, who are going to survive through this with their jobs intact. Yeah. Um, because the government is now like, I've been talking to some people in, in government and clearly they don't know the machinations of junior hockey. They don't understand them and they're starting to learn them. And yeah. the more they're learning, the more they're wondering what the hell's going on. And now it gets into you know, other sexual abuse cases, um, things like competition, things like minimum wage, things like, you know, all these other things. I think I think this situation will foist upon the junior hockey culture in Canada a lot more than it bargained for. And it could it could it could really be it could really, really go in some very interesting directions in the next couple of months. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned something about sponsorship. Uh, yeah, well, Scotiabank has paused their sponsorship with Hockey Canada, and then Imperial Esso basically sent a statement saying, "Yeah, we're aware of it, and we've we've told Hockey Canada we expect better, but they they're not pulling their sponsorship." So that's where it would be. That's where it would get really interesting too. Is if some of these major partners like Telus 
and yeah. Imperial Oil and Scotiabank and I can't remember who. Well, RDS TSN is one of them, um, and a couple of others started pulling pulling out. That then you would start to see. I think things would really start to happen. I apologize once again for the Montreal Canadiens reference here, but things did not start to happen in terms of cleaning house with the front office uh, regarding the Logan Mayu pick until San Hubert came forward and said, we are considering pulling sponsorship. Right. Right. That right. is what got all of the wheels turning there. Yeah. And uh, you know, as much as I hate to say it, money talks. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, and money, money. Talks. And, but but it's also it's also a, a, it's it's not just money it's it's also a a statement that a a, a company with the, the integrity and the you know sort of the the history that Scotiabank has does not want to at the moment associate itself with our national sport because of this yeah that that yeah. tells you that's that speaks volumes and they speaks sponsor volumes. half the arenas in in Canada yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the fact that they're, that they're pulling out yeah, you're right. It's, yep. it's, uh, it's huge. It's, it's big. It's big. And it's, it's going to get, this is going to get really interesting. I think, I think this is really going to, it's, 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 this is not done. And there yeah. are people in government in the hall lawmakers in the halls of power of Canadian government who are, who have to this point been pretty clueless about what's going on in junior hockey, who yeah. are starting to find out what goes on in junior hockey and yeah. they don't like what they're seeing. And, and this may be the, the, the reckoning this, I, I'm not saying it will be, um, but it may be, it might be. Yep. Um, finally, last two things before we get out of here, uh, Bob McKenzie making waves today, the Bob father with Slavkovsky rated one on his consensus draft board. Uh, do you think that that's a case of recency bias or do you think there's, I mean, obviously Bob's consensus draft board is not necessarily his personal opinion. It's a consensus board, but the well, and I think, yeah. And I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I don't think it indicates, and I've talked to Bob about this. It doesn't indicate whom the Canadians are going to pick first overall. Yeah. It indicates whom the people he's spoken to, the scouts and GMs and that, that he's spoken to. Who, me, who they think is going to be ultimately be the best player. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean that Montreal Canadians are going to pick Slavkovsky first overall. Yeah. Cause it doesn't it mean that this panel that Bob's put yeah. together thinks that Slavkovsky will be a better NHL player than Shane Wright. And yeah. I get it. I get it. You know, because the same people I've talked to have said the same thing. I've, I've talked to scouts who said there's nothing there's nothing dynamic about Shane Wright. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Like, and, and they were, there were scouts who were really, really disappointed with the season he had this year. Yeah. Um, they thought he could have been a lot better. They could have thought he, they thought he could have been a lot more, um, had more edge to his game. He yeah. had a lot more to prove. And Slavkowski, I mean, you know, it's all about projecting, right? Like, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Shane Wright comes in and plays on the fourth line next year for the Montreal Canadiens if they pick him. Great. Fantastic. But yeah. who four or five years from now is going to be the bigger impact player? You know? Yeah. And that's and obviously there are a lot of people out there who think Slavkowski, and I've even heard people say Logan Cooley might be the best of them, might be the best one of them all. So Logan Cooley's the and we all know, and, and having yeah. said that, we all know 
that there's going to be a guy who gets picked in the sixth round this year who nobody even has ever heard of who's going to end right. up in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, where's the, where's the Braden point for this year? Where's the Anthony yeah. Sorelli for this year? Where's the, yeah. you know, that guy's, that guy, we don't, we, we haven't even been talking about him because we don't even know who he is. He might yeah. be, pl- right now, he might be playing junior A somewhere in yeah. uh, like Penticton or something. I don't know, you know? Yeah, or Minnesota High School or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Finally, let's, uh, let's tease a little off season content. We are moving into the off season. We will have in this off season, Ken and I, we haven't talked about this recently, but we did kick around the idea. We will have same, some former players coming on. And if you're new here, if you're new listening to this podcast, you should know when we interview players or Ken specifically interviews players or, or executives or whatever, it is not your typical interview. We have found out not only that Don Waddell dealt in porta potties on this podcast. He was he was a he was a porta potty a possible porta potty magnet, like a like magnate. Yeah, yeah, he would have been like a porta potty king in he would have been in making like, more in money like, on in like porta potties central <laughs> in like central Michigan or something. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. where it was, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don Waddell, uh, Bill Armstrong was, was still by far the funniest because you just immediately started giving him the business, but you know, we, it, was that yeah, the one did. where I said, you, you look so good. You look like you still can't play. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. That's a good one, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to have, we're going to have some pretty, some pretty cool interviews and they're going to be good. Yeah. We were talking about trying to get Darcy Tucker on because apparently Ken and, and Mr. Tucker had a little bit of a tiff that should be rehashed in video format. So, okay. Well, we'll see what we can do with that. We're going to see what we can do with that. But Me and yeah, my so, butt, Darcy, we patched it up, by the way, we patched it up. We well, patched course, it up five minutes after it happened. Yeah. Five minutes after it happened, we patched it up. But yeah, so. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be coming on if you didn't patch it up. <laughs> well, we, I haven't even asked him yet. Let's uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I hope he says yes. Okay. okay. He will. He, he will. He He'll will. say yes. He will. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, no, but we're yeah. going to have lots of great offseason content. We've got, of course, the draft coming up. Ken and I have something in the works for that that will hopefully work out. But if not, we're still going to have probably some of the, you know, the most okayest draft coverage out there. (laughs) (laughs) So all the point is this is the first year of hockey unfiltered. Uh, The first um, season is in the books and we thank you all for listening, for sticking around with us this long, putting up with us, putting up with our horrible takes, putting up with the few good ones sprinkled in there just to make it interesting. Thank you so much. Hopefully we talk to you next week and take care.